and you, from a military perspective, what is your most aggravating show, film, whatever, that they did the military so wrong? Take a minute. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I can put a, a certain movie to mind. I mean, most movies are done so so poorly. And it's, <laughs> it's not like that I'm sitting there and just like high-nosing you like, oh, I know better. It's just like a lot of it's common sense. Right, you, you would know? think common sense. Like finger off the trigger, don't fly. Like the, the worst is when they're like, oh, yeah, this guy's a special ops dude. Like he has 20 years of deployment experience. He's best. And then he's like sitting there flagging all his friends. It's like, dude. Right, like they couldn't just bring in a subject matter expert for military yeah. to be like, "Hey, really quick, this is what you need." Shoot, just get somebody thing. straight out of boot camp just to watch. Don't it. even need all that. All right, so <laughs> do you have a movie in mind? I do, and it is probably the last movie you would ever expect. Okay, hit me with it. The most military movie that upsets me. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> Engine? What are you doing, you weirdo? Engine his butt on my foot. Alright, the most military movie that upsets me because it is so inaccurately military is G.I. Joe. Yeah. The first one. <laughs> the first one. Yeah. And it's not anything against the, the actors or anything like that, actresses. It was just fucking terrible. Yeah. Oh my god. Like <laughs> I was seeing so much of it the the uniforms, the formations, simple stuff like that. I I was watched all everybody had their finger on the trigger even just standing there and you you'll have to go back and watch it now. I'll have to watch it. It's been it's been years since I've seen it. Right. I I enjoy yeah. movies that I'm like, "Oh, it's been years. It wasn't that great, but I can I can Watch it again yeah. and go another couple years kind of deal. <laughs> there's, there's definitely a lot of sins that movie writers commit when it comes to making movies about military people. They seem to kind of portray us as like robots that just take orders. Right. And this is the movie you would think that would be so military accurate. It's fucking G.I. Joe. You'd think. General Issue Joe. <sighs> I I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Yeah. G.I. Joe is not filmed very well. I think I watched it as a kid, which Either is why of didn't them. pop to mind. Either yeah, of them. I didn't see the too. second one. No? I, see I've one. seen those and I've seen Snake Eye. Something else that's kind of upsetting. It's go time. I thought we had something. A good uh, mental vacay, I've been saying. Yeah. Needed. What is, again, what is it? Three, four weeks? It's no. been a minute, yeah. Because I think we last one we covered was episode three. And now we're on episode seven. Oh, man. What a fucking joyride this show has been. Yeah. I love it. The joyride that the show has been and the fucking roller coaster that life has been. It, that's what it seems like lately. Uh, I, I didn't have a whole lot on episodes one through six. We weren't going to talk much about that, but I had like a couple fucking uh, funny points or just what really stood out for that those episodes. Sure. Kind of thing. Uh, and that's right. We're fucking back, baby. <laughs> All right. MDC, we're rolling again. Mics are hot. I'm we're, very hot. 
Uh, steamy in here. <laughs> Fucking steamy. Okay. Um, we're back. We're rolling. And we're talking about M- The Last of Us on HBO. Uh, we last talked about episode three. We're going to just skim over four through six because seven. We're fucking human, and yeah, we're we're gonna just jump into seven here. We'll we'll take up the big part talking about seven. Number four, I liked uh, that was uh, "Please Hold My Hand." Uh, <laughs> like the way that they traveled the country, mm-hmm. and it just showed uh, the whole state of decay that everything is in. I, yeah. I fucking loved that. We we don't get to see a whole lot of that in zombie movies. Yeah, there was a really nice touch there as well. Um, so Bison used to roam the countryside before us colonizers came in. And the railroad system. Yeah, yep. and we actually got to see a flash, um, a little image of that, a little scene mm-hmm. of Bison's kind of repopulating again, which I thought was kind of a cool touch. We did. Yeah, they the fucking passengers on the train, the goddamn white people just traveling through and raping this land. <laughs> uh, hey, that's you, not me. I know. I, <laughs> I, I will claim it. I'm not proud of it. All right? How dare you I can claim it murder and, all those people. <laughs> I can claim it and not be proud of it at the same time. Okay? Uh, the fucking passengers on the train going through the Midwest, they would just hang their rifles out the window and just start picking off buffaloes because it, they were the equivalent their population problem was the equivalent of like a rat infestation, yeah. kind of thing. But they are much bigger than rats and tastes uh, a lot better. Oh, so good! But uh, yeah, humans are not exactly great about that. Leading into episode one uh, five, endure and survive, where they uh, Joel and Ellie they they go they get into Kansas City, and it just seems like human nature. To overthrow and to slaughter, promise people of other greatness, and then lie about it. Yeah, that I thought was kind of kind of interesting because they the the folks over at Kansas City they they liberated the city from Fedra, mm-hmm. and then they just turned out to be actually worse than Fedra. At least I should say that episode four was when Joel and Ellie they got to Kansas City. That's when they crashed in there. Yeah. Very, very fucking chaotic. But episode 5, we got to actually experience Kansas City. Episode 5 was the fucking bloater. Mm. He finally came and made his debut, and he just ripped that guy's fucking head off. That uh, I loved that whole sequence there with, with the horde of the infested coming out of the ground. Like, I just thought that looked straight from a video game. I felt like I was playing a video game oh. right? with Joel sitting up top sniping dudes. <laughs> as soon as the fucking truck started going into through the basement, like you could you could tell that the yeah something was about to go down, and just yeah. the horde of them running. I was like, <laughs> that would be my my true honest reaction, followed by shit in my pants. The bloater coming up, like, straight up like a boss fight. Oh. That was so cool. And the way he just ripped the freaking head off that one dude. Dude, um, actually, uh, I don't have his his name in front of me, but he was actually the voice for Tommy in the video games. Really? Yeah. The old soldier guy from... Yep. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, the like, uh, lieutenant or, or uh, I guess, colonel 
whatever of, he was of the insurgency. Yeah. Uh, apparently, that insurgency only lasted like ten days. Yeah. But my favorite part for this show is. For this episode was the actor who played Kathleen. Uh, she took to Twitter and was talking about how she she like doesn't really agree with the the character. She's just playing the role that well, yeah, kind of acting, of course. But she she's a she's a very sweet woman, and this character had to go to a really dark place seeking vengeance for her family. But it just made me appreciate. Her and uh, Pedro Pascal and um, <laughs> they are non-binary. So Bella they, Ramsey. Bella Ramsey is non-binary, and so uh, they them. And uh, but I just appreciate their acting because you didn't even know that Bella Ramsey was English. No. Until yesterday, like I could. I usually am pretty good about picking up on like the accents. Yeah, but she she did a phenomenal job. Would you have picked up uh, Tom Holland? Tom did Holland, you? I picked up. Did you? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, Pedro Pedro Pascal. We see him in interviews, and he different character, whole different person, whole different. Yeah, and and, and to then uh, see him just turn into Clint Eastwood. Yeah, for his characters. Well, what'd you say he dresses like a? Like a 70s grandma. <laughs> 1970s grandma. Uh, and then he shows up and he's Star Wars Clint Eastwood. But I, I do have to ask you real quick. Yeah. What kind of a society have we devolved to if actors have to go on Twitter and apologize for playing a, a role of a bad person? I don't know exactly if she was apologizing, just more so stating the fact because – yeah. You know what? I agree with you because what kind of society do we live in that we attack people for the characters that they play? She's there exactly. for a paycheck and because she has the talent and the experience. And, uh, oh man, um, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. the uh, little blonde boy king, what's his name? Joffrey. Joffrey. The, the he was getting a lot Joffrey. of hate yeah. as well for playing such an unlikable character, but he portrayed that role so well. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. Dude. Exactly. And so, yeah, what kind of society are we turning into that you attack people for the roles that they're playing? They're just picking up a paycheck, and they're there to tell us a story. And they're inter- creating art. Entertain. Exactly. Yeah. Um, quickly into episode six, uh, this is where Joel finally finds Tommy, and Tommy's a communist now. <laughs> Better... Better dead than red, I say. <laughs> communists living in a community. Yeah. He, yep. They're living in a community. They are communists. No, I, I totally get it. And he was thriving. I loved that. And then for yeah. them to be like, this is communism. This is actually communism. This is what it's supposed to be. Not fucking uh, run down Russia and not thrown through the, the mud by capitalist dogs. Yeah. And, um, that was that was a really that reunion was really well done. Overall, that episode was that was one of my favorites up until this point. I think. Yeah. That it really showed the emotional range of Pedro. It did. Because I mean, Mandalorian, we don't really see very much. He's wearing a mask the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. And he, he was very vulnerable in this. He was. One. I'm thinking he's gonna he's gonna get an Emmy for that one. Yeah. That one Ooh. scene specifically where he's telling Tommy about his struggles. Yeah, like I think that's gonna be. I think that's it right there. It, I'm calling it right now. That was pretty awesome. And then, and then the way he just turned, flips the switch, and the way he is with Ellie, and is yeah, like, stop. 
right now. Yeah. I don't know if you picked it up, but it was actually, I think from episode five to episode six, three months had passed. Uh-huh. And so their relationship had progressed quite a bit. Yep. And just the way that episode six was, you can really tell that there is a maturing of that relationship. And just episode six, I think, was just the most, the best film, the best pace, the best acted episode thus far. Okay. Very heavy for you. Uh, so, do you, you said episode seven? Episode six was. Episode six. Okay. So you're saying episode six, you're rating that higher than episode seven right now? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm not too much of a fan of episode seven. <laughs> In terms of... <laughs> There's your review for you, HBO. <laughs> Took the burp right out of my mouth. <laughs> It's not that it was bad, but just compared to the rest of the episodes that have been released for mm-hmm. Last of Us, I don't think Episode Seven was the was the strongest. Okay. So, um, do you think it wasn't the strongest? Uh, I'm guess I'm asking why, uh, but because it focused on Ellie. For not this? necessarily, because I think that Ellie's character is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do more flashbacks into her history. However, like I said with episode three, I'm not really big on the whole romance thing. Okay. So uh, this one was filmed a little bit better in that it didn't focus so much on the romance aspect of it. It focused on kind of Ellie's... Uh, it really showed her innocence and, and how little she knew about the world before the infection happened. Okay. Yeah, being in Fedra yeah. Academy. Yeah, and you got to see a little bit of that too. I was hoping that they would talk a little bit more about Fedra, and I was also hoping that they would go into more about some of the things because uh, in I think it was episode four she mentioned that she had killed somebody before, and I was hoping yeah. they would dive deeper into that, into the the darker things that she's done. I'm wondering if they're saving that for episode eight at all because I was very curious about that. Uh, jumping straight to practically the ending of. I, I thought we were missing quite a bit of Ellie's reaction to seeing that she was immune. Yes, I agree. And her friend, her new girlfriend, mm. uh, turning and Ellie ending up having to kill her. Yeah, my, my thoughts... We missed out. Yes, exactly. And so, I think the greatest sin, though, that Episode 7 committed is whenever you leave a cliffhanger, there's a promise that the next episode's going to... like It's an unspoken promise yeah. that the next episode's going to... Uh, you know, solve that. You're going to get an answer for it. Mm. Uh, so episode six left us with a cliffhanger. Huge spoiler alert. Joel's about to die. It seemed like so. He yeah. was stabbed, and, and that's where episode seven picks up. He has, uh, Ellie has to save him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Ellie has, Ellie has taken him to an abandoned house, and she's looking for supplies, anything that she can do to help him out. And then he cuts back to that whole uh, love story between the her flashback. and her, her, what was her friend's name? Riley. Riley, her and Riley, which was greatly filmed, by the way. It's just I'm not big with with love scenes. That's just not my type of thing. And um, then it cuts back after after that flashback is done. It cuts back to her and Joel, and Joel is still in a pretty critical condition. Uh-huh. And so that's the same cliffhanger from the previous week is still the same cliffhanger, and that I think was kind of a sin that was committed there. I'm not too much of a fan of that. Do you think uh, perhaps because the the guy who voiced Joel in the video games, he will be showing up as... It, uh, I'm not going to spoil that. He's going to be showing up in episode 8. Uh, he voiced Joel in the video games, and he recently did an interview where he talked that there 
he had lines during the video game of Joel's past. So it gave Joel backstory, but none of that actually made it into the game. And so that's floating out there. Would you have rather appreciated a backstory for Joel rather yeah. than Ellie? So, I mean, we got a little bit of a flashback, and we've gotten hints on Joel's past. We know that he was a, um, a contractor, so he built stuff. Yeah. And then we got to see that he, you know, him and Sarah, we got to see that whole thing. So I don't know if a flashback for Joel is... I would like to see... The flashback that I would like to see for Joel is his whole involvement with Marlene, I think her name is, and with the Fireflies and kind of his past there. Mm-hmm. I think that would be kind of interesting. I think that one's kind of due because um, they've talked about it so far, but we haven't actually gotten to see that. Whereas we've gotten flashbacks for Bill and Frank and for Ellie, uh, pretty long in-depth ones. So I think that would be very interesting if we got a flashback for episode eight. Okay. But I also think that since there's two more episodes left, yeah, they have to cover a lot of ground. Oh shit! There's two more. I think it's I think it's nine in the season, right? We're we're double checking because I've been thinking it was eight. Yeah. So even with that being said, even if it is just eight episodes in the season, they have a lot of ground to cover. Oh my god! There's nine. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh dude, you made the rest of the month for me. <laughs> my goodness. Okay. Um. Well, shit, we better talk to Robert then, because I was thinking episode 8 was the season finale. Well, I mean, he's more than welcome to be on 8 and 9. 8 and 9? Yeah. Okay. MRDC? M- MC? MCR? My Chemical Romance? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck! Okay. That is going to be fucking sweet. Dude, I'm so excited now. Thank you. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. Um, I yeah. So, from what we can see on the the trailers for episode eight, there's not going to be a flashback of this. I, I presume uh, Joel okay. pulls through. I haven't seen the trailers yet. I try to stay kind of dumb until I watch the episode. Gotcha. It's pretty good. I like to try to stay ahead so I can plan or uh, prepare for what part it is, even though I've already played the game and such. Yeah. Still still gotta get my Firefly tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's talk about some high points of this episode for you. Uh, for me, episode 7 had a buttload of the references from the game. I don't know if you saw that. So, I saw a Naughty Dog reference on the keychain. On the keychain? So, did you catch that? So, there was a scene where um, I think after, right after Ellie had gotten into a fight with that bully, whatever her face was, yeah, um, and she gets called into the officer's that big scene office. next Tuesday. Uh huh. Yeah, and he he kind of gives her I think two options. He he throws oh. her keys and a mug. Yeah, and on the keys. There's a Naughty Dog logo. I caught that. I was Did you? Proud of that one. Oh damn! Nice. Fucking good eyes on you. I didn't see that. I haven't heard of that either. Yeah. Fuck. That's a good one. Um. A lot of them I, I was seeing, but it was pretty easily pointed out uh, that from the get-go, when she goes to patch up Joel, or she's trying to help Joel, uh, that's right out of the game of parking the the horse in the garage and taking him down to the basement and yeah. trying to stitch him up. Look for supplies. Yeah, but the biggest ones, obviously, were from the flashback, and so... 
quickly in Ellie's room. She must have been roommates with Riley. Riley. Yes. Yeah? That seems like a lot of uh, uh, lesbian opportunity. But, I mean, apparently they didn't know that they liked each other before. They're children. Yeah. All right, but we, we see where that grows into there by the end of the episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say, all right? I'm not homophobic, okay? <laughs> right from the get-go, we see, no pun intended, the book that she has. That was the volume one. Yeah. Uh, the, that one, and she gets volume two. Those are both from the video game, actual gifts from Riley. There. Uh, a space rocket. Ellie wants to become an astronaut. Interesting. I don't think that's happening in her lifetime. Yeah, I, I probably agree with you there. Yeah, I think you got bigger, uh, bigger fish to fry. Yeah, nice try getting away from uh, this hellish Earth. All right, I I would rather find a, an island. I would, I would want to be a sailor before I was an astronaut. That actually sounds like a really smart idea. To be a an sailor? island, well, like an island, well, yeah, but like an island away from all the infected. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You. All right. I'm not saying don't don't dream big. Okay. Just don't dream too big. Dream realistic. <laughs> dream realistically. <laughs> You're not going to be the president. I don't care what mom said. <laughs> uh, there's also Mortal Kombat. And yeah, that was a great touch. The comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat because uh, we saw I the think game it was and the poster. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Episode two. She has this. Uh, She's telling Joel uh, about Mortal Kombat. I think she mentioned her friend Riley and how she was telling her about mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat. And, and we got to see that. that the kiss of death. Yeah, yeah, that got foreshadowed a little bit. Yeah. Um, they they played the game and from episode two, that was directly from the video game, line for line kind of deal. Like, I like that a lot. Right? Like, the script's already written for them. They, yeah. they, they Half of the work's already done kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the Ahas, the band Ahas, uh, their song "Take on yes. Me" plays. Uh, that's got a big connection to the video games. I don't know if you knew that. That's uh, Joel. He was talking how he wanted to be a singer that's and right. such. Yeah. He 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 does. He sings and he plays the guitar for Ellie in the video game and teaches her how. And Ellie in part two. She learns to play the Aha's take on me for her new girlfriend. Okay. So, very interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, this episode was based off the DLC, right? It was. I think I remember reading that somewhere. The DLC, also called Left Behind, mm, um, okay. the same as this episode. Yeah. Yep, it definitely was. Uh, everything in the mall, everything they did, to the masks they wore, to the photo booth, all from the video game. Just like almost every bit of it, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I like it when they when they take from the source. Um, I, I think that they've done a really good job of kind of balancing uh, what they're taking from the source and also from their own creativity. Yeah, I think they, they they're not overdoing adding too much to it. They they found a really nice balance with the show. So they far, did. They were they were so loyal to this show. That they even added some of the gameplay mechanics to that. If you um, were to have your flashlight and the batteries were going low in the video game, you would have to smack your controller on your hand or your thigh yeah. to get your flashlight to work in the video game. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they had that part where she was – both where they had to go and work as a team – of go to this point 
so I can turn on the lights or or whatnot. The team teammate mechanics to it, but then as well the gameplay where Ellie has to smack her flashlight. Was it Ellie or is it Riley? I don't remember which one. Well, I didn't play the video games. One of them smacks their controller and or their flashlight and gets it to work again. Whatever. All right, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. I just wish that they told a little bit more of a story this episode and showed us Riley's infection and yeah. Ellie's discovery of immunity. Yeah, I think I think that that hits it right on the head right there. Um, that, that's my biggest contention with this episode is I, I want to see more action and less love. Yeah, that that's what you're missing out on. Mm-hmm. Um, I... We'll see how episode 8 picks up. Spoiler, it's supposed to be uh, uh, cannibals. Cannibals? Yes. Cannibals. So, cannibals usually bring action. Yeah. Did you you know, uh, because we saw in episode 5, Endure and Survive, where ultimately Sam and Henry die? Mm. Sam, he, he... dies he he becomes infected before henry has to to shoot him but apparently with cordyceps the fungi that's in the video game and in the real world actually bypasses your brain when it infects you or or infects uh ants and such it bypasses the brain and goes straight to the nervous system to controlling that so so you're still conscious yes so everything you can't control mm -hmm. so all of it hold on a second so even the people that have been infected for years Mm. they're still perfectly conscious and alive they just have no control yep that's dark that is that's very very dark that's another fucking level i yeah at that point that's i'm pulling a bullet bullet in my brain yeah that's nuts right they so uh, tell me bloater is conscious oh oh my gosh that would be so fucking intense yeah like a super villain i wonder if like at a certain point you start kind of rooting for yourself if you become the bad guy you want to become a bloater you want to level up I want to have those uh, fart clouds of death. One of the uh, the shamblers. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I. I don't know. Yeah, because if you're they've been alive for twenty years, which we've seen a lot of uh, more of the like r- stalkers of that. That's the second stage of the yeah, infection. Stalkers, clickers. Yeah. The the runners. The runners are like newly infected, like under two years mm-hmm. and so a lot of the stalkers that we've been seeing there that's just within the past two years and it's the pan the uh uh apocalypse fungi apocalypse that's been going on for 20 years that's very interesting man give it a hundred years what are you gonna get like a super bloater freaking king kong i i think the bloaters they were like they were like a few years into it, five, ten years? Five to ten years, because clickers, they were two to five years it's infected. It's a big evolution there, go from a clicker to a bloater. It, it is. Uh, I mean, five years, yeah. Or, or three years. Um, close to three years. But, yeah, I don't know at what point you just start rooting for yourself to just be like, well, this is what it is now. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently none of you can kill me. 
<laughs> you deserve it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's nuts. That's so dark. Oh, like man. It. Yeah, because that's what they were talking... So, what brought up the co- that question, that conversation, was Sam wrote on his little board, he's like, do you think that's still them in there? Mm. Talking about the infected, and she, uh, Ellie was saying no, because Joel was saying no. <laughs> and uh, when... Ellie woke up in the morning, Sam had his back turned to her, and so that way he he doesn't see her because it just goes off the nervous system and attacks. Yeah, and they're uh, blind, right? The clickers are. But the the runners aren't blind? The runner, yeah, they aren't blind, but it's, so as soon as he heard her and such, or could feel her, then he turned and and went after her, because it's just the nervous system. That was a a tough scene to watch. I think that was one of the harder scenes to watch. Right? Yeah. Peter had to shoot Sam. Yeah, and he instantly turned on himself Mm. for that. That was fucking insane. Um, One thing that really bugged me, I, I see it a lot on social media and stuff, talking about episode six, where Joel gets stabbed. He gets stabbed yeah. by the, the broken bat handle, and he instantly pulls it out as soon as he's... Oh, stabbed. dude, that pissed me off. Did it? That 100%, like, I... Yeah. But think about it. That I mean, we know about that. I've known about that since, like, 2020. Well, this can't be the first time Joel thing. has gotten stabbed. Come on. Uh, you know, that's a good point. He's probably been stabbed way more. Though, I don't know exactly if that's a lesson you learn kind of thing you you go into holy fuck mode every time kind of thing and he's just been able to pull through well pull through just don't pull it out so note to self not medical advice but uh if you get stabbed your best bet is probably to leave that in all right i i am qualified to say medical advice do not pull that out well i mean technically i'm qualified too i'm a combat lifesaver me too. Yeah. Nice. I, I was the instructor for uh, our base, so everybody uh, has wasn't that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was an instructor, so my qualify your qualifications like right here, mine's like right there. <laughs> a little bit more. Um, but yeah, so but that's the big been the a big thing I've seen on social media. They're like, Do not fucking pull it out. All right. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, Don't pull it out. Don't, oh, what are you doing, guy? Yeah, I was like, I, I totally get it, but yeah, two thousand and three that that's two years after the Twin Towers there, yeah. and so there's been a lot of discovery for uh, battlefield medic necessities and, that we've learned from that. Mm. I mean, more so from, like, Vietnam and shit, but we're still learning, and so I saw that and was like, I suppose in 2003 you wouldn't have gotten that, but... It's been 20 years. It's been 20 years. I doubt it's the first time he's been stabbed. <laughs> that too or you've seen yeah. somebody get stabbed exactly or, yeah and you're like oh man this it's, is bleeding way more but i mean this isn't the first sin that the showrunners have committed in terms of right because like you, you saw bill standing out in the open like they mm-hmm. just don't have very much tactical awareness i don't think that's that's right their, their weak suit is the not saying that the action scenes are poorly done because they're done great but they're just not done <laughs> Up to par. All right, so Michael's telling you to keep your finger off the trigger until yeah. you need to. Take cover. Take cover. Keep your back against the wall. All right? And I'm telling you, if you get stabbed, bandage yourself up 
with the stabbing still stabbing you. <laughs> okay? All right? And then seek medical help. Okay? That's the best we can tell you for the apocalypse. Buy a survival kit. You'll be fine. Yeah. All right? That's the bad. But the good is the relationships. I think that... Um, I'm very, very happy with the way that the showrunners depict relationships yeah. and the way that we've been able to see Ellie and Joel grow together. Because kind I don't of know, connect or kind of distant yes. kind of thing. And I don't know if you remember, but episode one, I didn't like Ellie. I just didn't like her character very much. No. That's completely changed Okay. since then. You're a big so, fan of her? Yeah. They've done a complete – yeah, I think they've done a really – done that character justice. Nice. So Very nice. Happy with that. The amount of shit that's just being pushed out, and it's just, manja, manja, we are the people, feed us the shit. How so? If you, what do you mean? You, you've seen the interview. Um, I have. The, the amount of shit of sequels that are coming out, of just, oh, it's a continuation, we're just going to keep telling the story. Sequels, remakes. And remakes. It is a remake on remake on remake. I don't know if you saw in the news, there's remake for another Hellboy going through this is the third one now, and yeah. they're not even going Lord of the Rings back with them, right? That that one I can kind of, I, that one I can argue. So I don't think they're remaking but, it, but I think they're adding on to it. I hope. Oh, okay. I haven't I haven't looked into it very much because I'm, <laughs> I'm scared to honestly. What would your What would your Lord of the Rings story be if they were going to add on to it or just tell a different oh, story? My Lord of the Rings story. I mean, I would love to to see Morgoth. Okay. His his rising Ooh. or Sauron Sauron against the I think Valar. those two would be fantastic. I think that would be that would be great. The fall of Sauron yes. and Morgoth. Okay, I think that would be really, to oh, the fall prequel? of Sauron was just Lord of the Rings, but fall of oh, Morgoth yeah. I think would be awesome. Fuck yeah, I could get behind that. Yeah, I'm going to take a whole different spin on this. I want to see the Hobbits straight party mode. <laughs> Merry and Pippin and Samwise is still there. I want to yeah. see them do get into some Hobbit mischief now that they're back and they're like, we're fucking untouchable, all right? They can make a comedy out of that. Yeah, exactly. See, like, that's that's the thing about I love about Lord of the Rings. You have everything. You got the romance <laughs> between Aragorn and, um... Oh, my goodness, I'm dumb. The elf chick, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Marwen. Yeah. Marwen. And um, and then you got comedy with the hobbits. You the, have the romance with um, the dwarf and the elf. Oh, I didn't like that one with Killy and um, the character that they created. Oh no, not the Hobbit. Avengers. I was talking about Lord of the Rings with. Uh, uh, oh, Galadriel Gil- and D- and Gimli. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Galadriel. No, Galadriel was. I thought you were referencing like her giving Gimli her hair. I'm so confused now. Because there was no dwarf elf romance. <laughs> I'm making a joke of uh, Orlando Bloom and... Gimli? Gimli. Oh. <laughs> the, that romance. I mean, it's the 20s. Bromance. <laughs> the bromance. Uh, Could you imagine them just, like, hanging out, not in war? So what'd you do today? Wait, let's make a show of it. <laughs> All right? That's what I'm saying, is that Lord of the Rings has a whole lot of untapped potential here. Exactly. Uh, and that's why I'm saying, is that is really just bothersome is just a continuation of them, but here I am just going to keep spitting Lord of the Rings, I, I think that there's a lot to dive into there. <laughs> I'm going to spit them out because I've got no creativity of my own. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that, I think I think that could be done very very well. Yeah, I'm very excited to see what they have in store. Um, a whole lot more. So, I am reading up on a lot of uh, the Game of Thrones, uh, Fire and Blood. Okay. Yeah, Blood, I saw you have that book somewhere. Blood and Fire. I've got that one, yeah. and then um, I have the the full iteration of it, and I was very curious to see that they do a Targaryen dynasty. They were looking at um, making a prequel, 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 of Aegon Targaryens conquering. That would be cool. Right? See, that that's one thing that I've had a hard time with. Like, I love the world that George R. R. Martin created. Mm-hmm. However, the books, I have a really hard time getting by. Yeah. I, I couldn't finish the first one. I tried three times. I tried reading it. I tried audiobooks twice. Every single time, about halfway through, it's just, I get bored. I don't know what it is. How are you doing with the Cimmerillion? Any progress on that? Uh, no, I went it's back. Dense. Yeah, it, yeah. It was a bit dense. I didn't get too far into it. Mistborn, man. Cracked you gotta, open. you gotta read Mistborn. You gotta get you into Brandon Sanderson. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna be nuts about that. All right. It's so, so good. We'll pick it up. We'll pick it up. But I think that's all I've got yeah. for this week. I am so glad to be getting back into the studio. It feels uh, nice. It, it felt natural. I yeah. enjoyed it. Thank you so much for coming back over. Thank you so much for everything you guys do so far. You ain't doing shit. What am I saying? You're I'm tuning in. You're not. I guess. Moving the antenna around. I guess. All right. Thanks for listening. Catch us next week. We're going to be ca- talking more The Last of Us, and we will be introducing The Mandalorian. It is the year of Pedro Pascal. That's my man in the chair there. Michael. And I'm Cody. Our boy D's still a mystery. For now. He's coming along. And I'm Cody. We're out. <laughs> Toodaloo. Peace. This has been MDC Podcast. We want to thank you for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, and tell Grandma. We're dropping new episodes every Sunday and Thursday. Let us hear what we should do next down in the comments. Nimure, you dorks.